Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Hey guys, praise the Lord, man. It's Pastor Chris. I'm so happy to be with you and happy Resurrection Sunday. Amen. Praise God. You know, we're living in times we've never seen before, but how many of you know, glory to God, God is still God, amen. He has this figured out, but I want to wish you guys all a happy Resurrection Sunday, happy Easter to you and your family. Um, we are really navigating in times we've never seen, but God is so faithful. We just want you guys to have a great Easter, have a great opportunity to be with your family. You know, and even right now, as you, as you guys come together, and spend time with your loved ones as, as best you can. You know, I was thinking about that. You know, we were kind of trying to figure out how we're going to get with our family for today. And uh, we, we were trying to figure out social distancing. And, you know, we were thinking, we were laughing. It's like maybe we could all get in a plastic bubble and maybe just go hang out together. I know it's not easy, but I promise you God's faithful. And uh, we'll be, times are looking even better right now, and they're going to get even better. But happy Resurrection Sunday. Amen. The greatest news of all is he's alive. Amen. Glory to God. I'll tell you what, and I got news for you. He's still the resurrection in the life. Glory, which is the most important thing because how many of you know that Jesus is alive? Amen. And because he's alive, we're going to be all right in the earth. We're going to be blessed no matter what. Glory to God. Let's get right into service. Amen. I want to just take some time. We've been in John chapter 6, and we've been talking about the arena of giving. How many of you know this is Resurrection Sunday? We want to bring a resurrection gift to God. Amen a resurrection seed because we know that we live by seed time and harvest. Amen. And I'm so excited about it. John chapter 6 says this, and I really like John chapter 6. It says in verse 5, when Jesus lifted up his eyes and saw the great multitude come to him, he said to Philip, we've been on this and I want you to understand miracle provision is given to you. This is what you got to know. Miracle provision has already been granted to me and you. It's got resurrection power in it. What does that mean? That means it has the power to provide. Amen? Look at this. And he said this, Philip, where are we going to get enough money to buy bread? And he said this to prove him because he knew what he would do. And he said 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient that we'll be able to feed these people. And he looked at Andrew, and he said, Andrew, Simon, Peter, brother, he said, he said, there's a lad here, and he's got five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they among so many? I want you to know this with every fiber of my being that you get this. He said, we see a little bit, but the little bit that we see cannot provide for the big picture. I got news for you. Watch this. This, this bread and this fish are natural means, and the natural means we have cannot supply this supernatural need that we have. But I got news for you. Jesus got it. He said, give me, this is really good. Money guys are going to like this. You guys are going to grow in your wealth. I, I, I was kidding with the, them guys. I said, how about my 20-minute offerings now? Yeah, we got to live by faith now. Now you, now you want me to keep talking about money. How are we going to make it happen? I'm going to show you how it happens. The Lord gave me this. It's so good. Watch this. He said, money is in the earth. Seed, time, and harvest is a system of heaven that's in the earth. When Jesus took the loaves and the fish out of the system of the economy of the earth 
and put it into blessing, he multiplied it to succeed and have success for the multitudes. See, you understand it? What he was saying was this. The fish and the bread were in the natural. But once Jesus took it and blessed it, he took what was of the earth and put it in the blessing and multiplied it to produce every miracle they needed. Everything you have that you take out of this natural economy and give to God, you separate it wholly unto God, God takes it and prospers it. Let me tell you, them fish in those loaves were separated unto God, and God put that same resurrection power that rose him from the dead into that offering and supplied a multitude of needs out of five fish and two barley loaves. Come on, you understand what I'm saying? How did he do it? He did it with the miracle, the miracle of provision that was found in resurrection power. That is exactly how he did it. He took it out of one dimension of the earth, and he put it in heaven's economy dimension called sea time and harvest and produced a supernatural miracle to feed everybody, amen? And I got news for you. He was concerned about it, and he's concerned about you and making sure all your needs are met, amen? So today as you sow, I want you to know this. God's supernatural miracle provision is made ready available to you by your faith and obedience in your giving. That is the truth. His miracle provision is provided by your faith and obedience in your giving. Amen? So we got some great ways for you to give. I'm telling you, you got to think about what I just told you now. He had it in the dimension of the earth, and he took it. He said, give it to me. And he broke it, and he gave, he gave thanks, and he broke. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord maketh the rich and addeth no sorrow. Amen? That's what he did. He took the, and he, what, the blessing, he empowered it. Amen? So look at how we got ways to give for you. We got online giving. And you guys have been hearing this, and I, I do this because, you know, we've, we play this stuff on the radio. We're doing stuff just so you know how to give. It's relevant, FL dot org slash giving amen you go there and you just go to relevantfl.org slash giving and you can give on any way you give normally with uh, credit card all that stuff it's right there and then we have awesome stuff we have cash app Amen. Praise the Lord. You can give via Cash App, and the Cash App is uh, dollar sign relevant FL. Please put your full name and gift type in the notes. Amen. There's way, and then you can text to give. Text to give is real easy. Here's the number. It's three eight six nine six eight eleven zero three, and that's your mobile giving process right there. Three eight six nine six eight. 1103. You text your dollar amount and you can give that way. And you can mail it in. Amen. 920 Belleville Road. You know how to do that. Relevant Church. And you guys have been so faithful. You know, it blesses me as a pastor. And I just want to share my heart for a minute. You know, this week, um, even, even being in the office, I prayed over all the offers. People mailing in their offerings. I mean, what a blessing. And you guys that give online, you guys have been so faithful to be so consistent to sow your seed, it blesses me, man. It blesses me. But it also, you know what it does too? It really got me in a place of, I wasn't prideful, but I was really proud of you. Because I know you guys know what to do, even in the middle of when it looks like the earth doesn't know what's going on. You know to keep your covenant connection with God in the arena of finances. It's the safest place for you to get. It's not about what, what you're doing in this time. It's that I know you're keeping yourself protected. You know, we were talking about this morning. I was telling the kids, I said, the Bible story said this. that The Bible said that God said, he said, when the angel of death passed over Israel, he said, stay hidden for a moment. 
Amen. It was command. Amen. Stay in that place, and the angel of death will pass by. But because you, you've what? You've marked your lentil. You've marked the doorpost and let them know the angel of death cannot come near you. Lack can't touch your finances because you're a tither. You understand this? This is why we've been preaching tithing all these years. Lack, let me tell you, every dime the devil stole to you, he'll pay back seven times. I promise you that's true. But you guys know what to do, and it keeps me, because you can't rebuke the devourer unless you're a giver. And your giving has given you a place of power in your finances, and that's what blesses me as a pastor, because I know if you're going to say, God, be for me, then you got to keep God's requirements to do for you, and you're doing it, and you're so, you're so faithful. It blesses my heart. I know you're hearing me. Glory to God, and I can't wait to see you. We're going to be together soon, but amen. Let's pray over your offering. Father, I just thank you for the seeds that have been sowed. I thank you, Lord, that they're, they're giving as they give today. I thank you, Lord, you make a way where there maybe seems to be no way. You find the prosperity that they've been looking for in their faith, and Lord, I thank you that as they sow today, as they believe today, they're going to see change and transformation come in their finances like never before because you're faithful, you're good, and you're true to your word. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray, and everybody said amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Well, listen, I want you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 118. You know, this, this thing got on me. I'm probably going to preach a little bit today. and I say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because this thing has really been on my heart. Uh, I've been thinking about how much Jesus has done for us, and in the times we're living in, I've been even more excited about what, what he's done for me, because I know right now that Matthew one eighteen, and I want you just to look at some stuff here. I know right now that I am so excited to be in the body of Christ, because I know where my help comes from. I know where my peace comes from. I know where my, my God has done for me, amen? I don't have to live in fear. You know, I got so many people that just, you just living in fear and living in stuff. And I understand, guys, it's out there. But I want news for you. I got great news for you. And I got this news for you that, that needs to sink in your heart. That Jesus has made a way where we don't have to be walking in fear. We don't have to walk in the unknown. We don't have to walk outside of the understanding of what we know the Bible to be true. Once you make the lordship of the word of God the number one priority in your life, something changes in your life forever, amen? That's what it is. You know, I love the story of, of, of Resurrection Sunday when literally he, Jesus, he, he mentions it, he's, why do you look for the living amongst the dead? Amen. I got news for you. He's alive. His power is real today, just as real as it was 2,000 years ago. His ability is here for you today. His anointing is here for you today. His faith is ready to be activated for you today. He's constantly in a position making intercession for me and you here today. His arm is not short that he can't reach into your moment and touch your situation today. God is alive, amen, and because he's alive, amen, I know I got hope. You know you got hope. We know we got ability. We know we got the anointing. We know we got the access to heaven. So heaven, it says, in your time of need, come to the throne of grace and get some help. I got news for you. We got help, amen. We know where our help comes from. Our help comes from the Lord. Glory to God, and I got news for you. He's alive. I don't care if you got to run around the house. Don't 
don't worry about it. It's okay. I said it's all right. Run around the house and let the neighbors know it's okay. He's still alive. My God's not dead. He's alive. Amen. Come on. You better get an understanding of this that we got joy and joy the world can't understand. Glory to God. This is Matthew 118. I'm going to tell you, you're going to have to work with me today. I might just have to let it out. And if I let it out, oh, well, you just got to let out that shout. Because I started thinking about this. I got this word in my spirit. Here's the title of my message. You want it? He's so much a man, but he's still God. My God in heaven. I feel that in my bones when I say it. He was so much a man, but he's, but he's so much a God. Amen? He was so much a man, but he was so much God. And I started, that thing just started bouncing around in my spirit about a week ago. What do you mean? I mean, he walked on the earth like a man, but he moved in the earth like God. Amen? He was God in a bodily form, not just a word, but a bodily form of God. And what that means is this. Just like he had humanity, he also walked in deity. Just like he walked in humanity, he also walked in supernatural power. Just like he walked, and that power is available today. So I want to talk to you about somebody. I love this thing. He was so much man, but still God. I mean, he was born like a man, but he was God in the flesh. And this is so important because I want you to see this stuff, and I want you to just pull this in because this is important. Matthew 1.18, okay? Now, the birth of Jesus was on the wise when his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph before they came together. Now, I'm, I know we're in resurrection, but you need to see something because to understand resurrection, you got to understand how he got here. Amen? And when you understand how he got here, you know how powerful resurrection is. Amen? Watch this. And we see this. And before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. And Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not willing to make a public example of her, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him. Come on, in a dream. Come on, somebody. Say, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take Mary to be your wife, for what she's got inside of her has been conceived by the Holy Ghost. Amen? I said, the Holy Ghost. You know what? I think of this area. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the day and the hour we live it in? And somebody come to say, I got a baby from the Holy Ghost. You'd be like, liar, liar, Mary. Your pants are on fire. But I got news for you. She was conceived of the Holy Ghost. Amen. This means what? And she shall bring forth the son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. And he shall save his people from their sins. Now, you got to understand something about this. Amen. This is so important. Amen. How could a child be born not having the Adamic curse upon it? You got to understand this because Adam was cursed. How's a baby going to be born and outside of the Adamic, Adamic curse means that the curse of Adam was going to be on the lineage of mankind forever. And God had to know man was going to fall. I'm telling you, listen to me, man. He had to know man was going to fall. It wasn't the plan of God to watch man fall, but I got news for you. He had to know man was going to fall because he had a plan before you fell to pick you up. Come on. He had a plan before you slipped and stumbled to put you back on track. He had a plan to redeem you before you were ever separated from him. He had a plan to find out and make sure that you were going to be all right, even when it looked like nothing was going to work out all right, because he's God. And I got news for you today. Whatever it is you're walking through right now, God knew it was coming. He's the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and the end. And he's right here, right now with us in the middle, working 
in and out. You know what the Bible said? He was before me, amen, but he was behind me. Like, oh, you better understand this one. He was behind me so he could come alongside me. And I'll tell you what, when the presence of God is behind you, you can't see it. But baby, when it comes up alongside of you, you sure can feel it. And once that power and presence gets ahead of you, something's got to change in my future. You might not be able to see it. You might not be able to understand it. You might not understand what's going on, but I got news for you. If God before me, nobody in the world could be against me. If God goes before me, nothing can stand against me. You got to know not only is he before me, on the side of me, above me, beneath me, he's encapsulated me in victory. He's got you right where he needs you to be. And today I want you to know, no weapon formed against you can prosper and it didn't prosper. You know, he said this, he said, no man can take my life, but I'm going to lay down my life and you can't take it from me. I got to lay it down. I got news for you. Nothing is going to take you out of the game because guess what? As long as you want to keep walking in the earth, you staying in the earth. Why? Because you stay in this earth like him. You got to understand this stuff. Look at this. Just look, look, look. How could a child be born not having a, an Adamic curse upon it? How can a child be born without sin? That he could stand in the presence of God without guilt or inferiority. That's the miracle of incarnation. It's now definitely known that the blood, now this is scientifically proven, that it is now I definitely known that the blood which flows in an unborn baby's arteries and veins is not derived from the mother, but is produced within the body of the fetus itself only after it is introduced to the male. Watch this. But he was conceived of the Holy Spirit. The life that was imparted into Jesus was from God. The blood which that life in his body came from was from the Most High who overshadowed Mary. The blood of the baby was not the blood of a common man. It did not have the taint of sin. We have come to know that sin is in the blood. And human blood and human spirit are in some way united. Jesus had in him the blood of God. His father just his father, just as every child has the blood of his or her father, Jesus had the blood of his father. Now, why do you say that's so important? Because this is the thing. He walked the earth like a man all the while he was God. Now, you got to understand this stuff because this is the thing that I think that, start, that starts rolling in this thing. Why does he have to go through the pain that he has to go through to produce the miracle in our life? Because somebody had to pay the substitutional death for my sin. He had to suffer as a lawbreaker so I could be redeemed. He had to suffer as a thief so I can be redeemed. He had to suffer on the cross like a guilty man so the guilty men could become the free man. Amen. Man, listen to me. I want you to know something here. I started thinking he was so much man, but he was still God. Why is that so important? Because just as if you would have human frailty in certain areas of life, Jesus had to walk through it and overcome it. So now we can all walk through it and overcome it. You know, I like this part about this. The Bible says that when Jesus was hanging on the cross, that God made him to be sin who knew no sin. He didn't have no sin in him. Amen. His bloodline didn't have no sin in him. His body didn't have no sin in him. But on the cross, he had to become sin so that he could take sin off of me and you and put sin on him. You say to me, 
Why is that a miracle? The miracle in that is this. You've got to understand something. His body, never understanding what sin was, has now become sin. So us who were born in sin do not have to be a partaker of sin any longer. The bondage of sin has now been broken for eternity because of what Jesus did in his bodily form. So he showed up in the earth walking like a man all the while being God. What does that mean? That means that he himself had a great understanding of this, that I've been sent here for one purpose. I've been sent here for one project. I've been sent here for one plan. I've been sent here, and Easter is all about this. It's about understanding the fulfillment of why he's walking in the face of the earth. I got one purpose. I got one project. I got one plan in the earth. My job is to come to the earth to die for the sin of the world. I don't have any other place or reason to be here. I didn't come here to be entertained. I didn't come here to understand all this stuff. I came here with one purpose in mind. My purpose in mind was to suffer the death so they don't have to go through the pain of life. I'm here to take on me what should be put on them. I'm here to redeem them and pay the ransom in full so they don't have to go through the pain, death, hell, and the grave. I'm going to take death, hell, and the grave on me so they don't have to put it on them. And I got news for you. You might say to me, what does that mean? That means that today as me and you stand here and they went looking in that sepulcher and go, where is he? He ain't nowhere to be found, honey. Why? Because he's risen from the dead. And he didn't raise from the dead because he had to get back to God. He already was with God. He was already God in the earth. He rose from the dead so me and you can get back to God. He rose from the dead so me and you could be in Christ. He rose from the dead so me and you can get in God. He rose from the dead so me and you could take our place seated at the right hand of the Father. He came here for me and you. He didn't come here for him. He came here for you. He didn't come here for himself. He came so me and you could be with him for eternity. Let me tell you something. This is what we got to get the understanding of. He didn't come here with a purpose of his own. He came here with the purpose of you on his mind. He came with one purpose in life. And knowing that all the while, I don't know how a man could walk in the earth. Come on, understanding that his only purpose in life is to die. I put you in life. To, can you imagine being birthed for death? Can you imagine from conception you're here to die? You're not here to enjoy, you're here to die. You're not here to receive, you're here to die. You're not here to partake, you're here to die. You didn't come here. You didn't come here with any other agenda but death. I'm telling you right here and now, let me tell you, this is what it is. And that's what I couldn't get. I was looking at it, and the Lord dropped this in my spirit. He said, he was so much man, but yet he was God. I said, my God in heaven. Because I started thinking about all those stories you started thinking about. I started thinking about all that stuff you started thinking, and it hit me. And this stuff started hitting me. He was deity. Come on, somebody. But he laid it down to become humanity. What I started seeing was this. He was so much a man that he cried great tears. But he was so much God, he wiped him away. He was so much a man that when his buddy, Laz his best friend Lazarus died, he cried great drops of tears. But guess what? He was so much God that he walked before a tomb and said, Lazarus, get up. He was so much a man that he laid his sleep. 
asleep in a boat and weighed there like a man needed natural rest. That when they got scared and didn't know what to do, they woke him up. He was so much God. He said, peace be still. He was so much a man that when he didn't know what to do, he laid down his life in Holy Spirit moment. But he was so much God, he rose himself from the dead. He was so much a man that he felt the pain of people. But he was so much God, he wiped every tear away. He's so much man, but so much God. He's so much a man that what he did not understand in humanity, he made up in deity. He was so much God. I think about them stories. They found a woman caught in adultery. He was so much a man, he had to stand there in the embarrassment of humanity as they tried to throw accusations at a woman who was just as sinful as each and every person around. But it was so much God, he said, you'd be the first one to throw a rock. And I don't even have any guilt against her. He was so much a man that he walked through pain all the while knowing he was so much God, he was going to take their pain away. I think of Mary and Martha with Lazarus, that, that story, he shows up knowing he's God, but he's so much a man, he cried tears with her because he felt what she felt in the moment of life. But he was so much God, he turned around, he resurrected him from the dead. So much a man, but yet so much God. And this is what God told me. He said, and that's the key. I said, what is it? And I'll tell you what it is. The Lord got me. He said, that's what you need to see. Because I was so much God, I became man. And you were so much man, I'm getting ready to make you like God. You see, he's, he was so much deity. He laid it down to become humanity. You're so much humanity, you got to lay it down and pick up deity. He was so much God in the flesh. He stripped himself of it. You're so much man in the flesh, you got to put on glory. You know, the Bible said immorality put on immorality. What does that mean? He, a mortal being. I'm going to explain it to you. Deity, now you got to understand, everything he's showing you in his garden, everything he's showing you, everything he faced, everything he saw, everything he faced like a man, he rose into stepping into like God. Watch this. I started thinking about the garden. Deity was facing substitution in the garden. The Christ had come. Jesus and three of his disciples had gone to a place where he would often go and resort to prayer under the old olive trees. They had seen him in prayer many times, but this time it was different. Telling them to wait and watch, he went a few steps and he fell upon his face. They heard a voice, but they could not distinguish his words. He was facing the fact of being made sin. His disciples did not know this. It was not a theological or metaphysical substitution, but he was actually getting ready to become the substitution for fallen man. He was to become a partaker of man's physical body. He had not yet partaken of sin or mortality. Now listen to this. 
Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of a virgin, but not by natural generation. His body was like Adam's body in the garden. Before he sinned, Adam, it was neither mortal or immortal. It was a perfect human body. Adam's body became mortal the moment that he sinned in the garden. That's why he was aware of sin that he never knew before. He was naive to it because he never understood it. That's why he didn't understand it. He couldn't partake of it. That's why when Jesus, now you got to get this now. Watch this. This is a revelation. Adam never knew what sin was. He was never supposed to know what sin was. The minute he knows what sin is, he covers himself, and now he's scared of God. He put on something he should have never put on. That's why Jesus on the cross said, where are you? I've never felt this before because the minute that place of mortality hit his life, sin came upon him. The same sin that Adam gave birth in the earth in a garden, Jesus put on himself in a garden. Adam's body became mortal the moment that he sinned in the garden. As mortal his body became subject to disease and death. He was, he was never subject, under, you better get this now, a mortal body is subject to disease and death. That's what happens when sin got infused. Adam didn't have to die. Adam didn't have to. But the minute he gave life to sin, sin after it pays its toll has its time clock. He said, what is the last death to overcome? It is sin. The body Jesus possessed was a perfect human body. John 10, 17, and 18. Look at this. I want you to read this because Jesus starts to explain why nobody takes anything from him. If he gives it, he's going to lay it down. Now, I'm telling you, I'm a little bit excited about this moment because I'm going to show you something you're going to see here. Therefore, look at this. John 10, 17, and 18. Therefore, both the Father loved me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. He's saying, look, he said, I laid it down to pick it up. No one can take it from me, but if I lay down of my life, I have the authority to lay it down. I have authority to take it again. This authority I received of my Father. You can see by this that no one can kill Jesus. His body was not mortal. It did not become mortal until he hung on a cross. Now, you're going to get this now. That's different now. His body didn't become mortal until he hung on a cross. Did you hear what I just said? Watch this. It did not become mortal till he hung on the cross. Him who knew no sin, God made to become sin. Jesus became sin. His spirit received that terrible thing that came to Adam in the garden, separating man from God. It doesn't seem possible that Jesus could become sin as holy and as God is holy. But I got news for you, he did. Why is that so important? Because when Jesus became sin, now Adam never partook of death, and Adam never took part of disease. When Adam sinned, he was a partaker of disease and death. Jesus, in his position, has now what? He has taken death and disease off of you because of what he did in his substitution. So he has exchanged what? Mor mortality for immortality, what does that mean? Look at, John, look at 1 Corinthians 15, 53. you got to see this. It's important. Watch this. 1 Corinthians 15, 53 and 15, 54. Look what it says here. It says, for this corruption must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on 
immortality. So when this corruptible have put on incorruption and this mortal have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass, saying it is written, death will be swallowed up in victory. Amen? 2 Corinthians 4.11 says it like this. I'll, I'll give you another one just right here. Look at 2 Corinthians 4.11. It says this. It says, for we which live and are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made more, may, may manifest in our mortal body. What does that mean? That means this. That means that what Jesus took off of you, he put on him, and he took off of what's on him and put it on you. You got to understand this. This is so important because when he went on that cross and he rose from the dead, he took off of you what was on you and put it on him so he could put on him back on you. Why is that so important? Because death has no more power. Amen. This is why you're an eternal being. Death has no more sting. The grave has no more victory. Opportunity has no more opportunity to overtake you. Sick has no punch. Jesus said in Galatians, he said, Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law being made a curse for me. And resurrection power is now flowing through your veins. Resurrection ability is now flowing through your body. Resurrection power is now setting your mind free. I got news for you. He had the mind of a man, but he gave you the mind of God. My God in heaven, he was so much man, but he was so much God. Let me tell you what happened right here. When he took them crown of thorns on his head, come on, listen to me. He took the crown of thorns on his head to put the crown of peace on your head. You understand this? He was so much man, but yet he was God. He took as a man every sin, every sickness, every disease, every plague, every pestilence on him. But he gave you what God's got. God's got life. God's got peace. God's got glory. God's got the reign. Glory to God. God's got the anointing. God's got the ability. God's got the Holy Ghost, amen, to give you freely all things to them which believe. Look at this. He was so much a man that he took on him the pain and anguish of your mind so you could have the peace of God which passes all understanding. He was so much a man that he took on his spirit the pain of death, hell, and the grave so he's so much God he could put on you the place of royalty and deity so you don't ever have to suffer through life. He was so much a man that he put on you the mental anguish. He put on you the depression. He took it on him. He took it off of you and put it on him. He put on it. Why do you think he stood there on that cross and said, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? He made him to be sin who knew no sin so that you don't ever have to be a partaker of what sin's penalty is any longer. You better get this now. Watch this. He was so much a man that he went through the pain. The Bible says this, not, not being able to not feel what you feel. Because Jesus himself, likewise, being tempted and tested just as you are, he took it in his humanity so he could give you his deity. He took it on his body so he can give you. He was so much a man, he took it. He made you so much like God, you don't have to take it. He was so much a man, he put it on him. So you're so much like God, you don't have to. The Bible says this, the sons of men have now become the sons of God. Not because of what we did, but because of what he did. You understand what I'm saying? You don't live in this earth like a mortal man. You don't live in this earth like a mortal woman. You don't live in this earth trying to pick up sick, disease, 
broke, busted down, messed up. That ain't for you. He put it on his humanity so he could give you his deity. Are you seeing what I'm saying today? He put it on him so it doesn't have to come on you. He put it on him so it doesn't have to be a part of my life. He put it on him so I don't have to pick it up in the earth. He put it on him so I don't have nothing to do. He was so much man, but yet he was God. The Lord said this to me. He got me. He said, and your problem is you think you're so much man when I made you like God. I didn't make you natural. No longer you who live, but Christ who lives in you. In the life which you now live, you live by the faith of the Son of God who loved you and gave himself for you. What does resurrection mean? What happened? The resurrection of Jesus was the greatest event that ever took place either in the sense realm or the spirit realm. Satan is defeated. The head of the new creation is a victor. He is the example of all members of the new creation. They are to be overcomers. This is resurrection. He made you an overcomer. Now, you got to understand something. What do you mean? We say humanity. Why do you think God came in the earth like a man? So man could come in the earth like God. You better get this. I know I'm excited about it, but you, I'm going to release it. Y'all go run around the house. Why do you think he showed up in man? You want to know why? I'm going to show you something here now. I had to get that out of me. Hallelujah. Let's get it over to you. I'm in a good pocket right now. Stay with me. See, God understands him. Lucifer, this is the Lucifer has no legal right in the earth. There's no legal right in the earth. The only people that got legal right to the earth are earth-born humans. Jesus had to come in the earth through a birth. Otherwise, you got no legal right in the earth. Jesus didn't have no legal right in the earth without man's faith. The only way to get Jesus in the earth was through Abraham to believe. Why did Jesus come like a man? Because he knew the only way to give you back dominion, man, I'm going to knock the devil out and the Easter bunny all at the same time. Come on. Watch. You understand what I'm saying? Jesus had to come into the earth, born into the earth, out of a womb. Why? So he can raise out that tomb and change the whole plan. Now get this thing and pull this thing and understand He had to come into the earth legally. Jesus said this. He said, anybody that doesn't come in the right way is a thief and a robber. There's only one way in. He said, there's one door in. And the door in, and not just into the spirit realm, there's another realm in the spirit realm. He means over here through Jesus. But I got news for you. The only way in the earth is to be born into it. Why do you think Satan's looking for a body? He's got to find a body to get access in the earth. Otherwise, without a body, he don't got no access. Jesus got born in the earth so he could be the deliverer of the earth. And this is what the plan of man was. And I ain't got all time to get in that. Come back next week. But here's the thing. Why is this so important? He was so much a man in the earth so he could make you so much God in the earth. That's the only plan of Jesus Christ forever. Now watch this. Why? They are to be overcomers, masters of circumstances, and all masters of every demonical force. 
Christ arose to full stature of his Godhead in the presence of the adversary. He threw off from himself principalities and powers. He made a show of them in the presence of hell, then taking the trophies from the hand, and he conquered all. He arose from the dead. You can hear him say, I was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death and hell. That brings you to the place where you understand. I got news for you. Look at Matthew 28, 5 and 6. Just look at this right now. You did, you're doing good. Amen. Praise the Lord. Look at this. Matthew 28, 5 and 6. This is going to bring you to place. This is where the woman came to the sepulcher, and they found it empty. But there was an angel there. And the angel answered and said to the woman, fear not you. Why? For I know that you seek Jesus, whom they have been crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. Even as he said, come and see the place where the Lord lay. The Lord... The Lord of, watch this, the Lord of sin, the Lord of sick, death, and Satan, he died. Amen. Jesus, come on, this is what he died for. Jesus died to over, to what? To take over, to give us up. He arose as the Lord and high priest. He conquered death and the grave. Amen. Listen to me. I'm telling you right here now. Remember when he met Mary on the way out? She fell at his feet, calling him Lord. He said, touch me not. Why touch me not? For I have not yet ascended to my father. His last cry on the cross, I said, my God. What was he doing? He was taking that precious blood. What was he going to do with that precious blood? Bring it to the mercy seat of heaven. So me and you could have a throne of grace that we could run to in the time of need. So that no matter what's going on, no matter what giants you face, no matter what circumstances you may come against, he has given you the power. He has given you the ability. He has given you resurrection ability to overcome each and everything you face. I got news for you today. Watch this. Here's the thing, right? Listen to this. I love this, right? He had so much power in his ability through resurrection that he shared it with me and you and rose us from the dead. The Bible says this. If you are right now seated with him, you died with him in death, you rose with him in resurrection, you're seated at the right hand of the Father in Christ Jesus, your body right now is alive because of resurrection power, and if you're part of the church, you got resurrection ability over every circumstance, over every situation, over everything you face. And I got news for you right here. Check this out, right? You're going to love this part. I started thinking about this. He died to give me and you everything we could not partake of until his resurrection power showed up. This is better power than Jesus had. Why? Because he lived on the earth anointed. You live on the earth resurrected. When Jesus showed up at the tomb, Mary went off and Martha went off and said, Jesus, if you would have showed up earlier, you could have done something about Lazarus. Jesus said, let me tell you right here now, I am the resurrection and I am the life and I stand before you today. This is the key. He's saying what? He's saying resurrection life can turn everything around. You maybe didn't see me as resurrection in life yet, but you're getting ready to see what I can do in resurrection power. What did he do? He sat there and he said what? He turned around and said, Lazarus, come out the tomb. Watch this part. This is so cool. What do you mean? He said, you've seen me as healer. You've seen me as a deliverer. You've seen me as your prosperer. You've seen me over here, but now you're going to see me as resurrection. You ain't never seen this side of me yet. I promise you this. It might not look great, but this thing's going to end up okay. And I want you to know that this is the greatest thing you and I can remember. And don't you forget this now. Don't forget this. He, 
did it all as a man so we could, as men, do it all like God. And that is what you got to get. He was so much a man that when he went through the pain and he went through the anguish and he went through the burden and he went through everything he went through, he flipped the switch and made you and him just like God in the earth. That's the reason why I did it. He took it as a man so you could walk like him in the earth. Somebody had to come and pay the price for man. Here's the key. Remember this. Somebody had to come as a man and take the burden of man so that they could place on you access to God. Not only did he do it in the flesh, he did it with you on his mind. I'll tell you. So much a man carried humanity. So much God, he rose you up to deity. Take your place that God gave you and don't ever come away from it. And this is the thing. I started thinking about this. The greatest way to honor God is take the place he gave you in God. I'm telling you, man, it hit me. He said, if you want to honor me, take the place I gave you in me. Take the time to renew your mind. Take the time to do what you're supposed to do to enforce everything that God, listen to me, take the time to enforce everything, everything that God gave to you. Because here's the key. As you renew your mind and what you've been made, you're going to be able to walk in this thing even greater than ever before. I promise you that's true. I promise you with all my heart. Let's take some time. We're going to come take a minute and pray for you. Father, we just thank you. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for today's word. We thank you, Lord, that this word is going to transform people's life. We know that, Lord. We believe it and we expect it. We thank you, Father, that he was so much a man, yet he was God. So that we, so much like man, could become like God. We thank you, Lord. We believe it and we know it. And we're going to walk in the fullness of this message greater than ever before. Thank you, Lord, for blessing your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Maybe you're sitting out there today and you've been listening to this message, but maybe you say, I don't know Jesus as my Lord or my Savior. As Pastor Chris said, he came as a man and laid down who he was to help you become who you are yes. and who he created you to be. Mm. And right now in this moment, Wherever you are, I want to give you that opportunity to say, today is the day that I make Jesus the Lord of my life. He loved you so much that he gave yes. his life for you. He loved you so much Thank you. that he died mm. and he rose again so that you could have eternal life with him. Yes. So if that's you this morning, you say, I've never made Jesus the Lord of my life, but I want to. Or maybe you're sitting out there and you say, I've known him, but I've walked away from him. It doesn't matter. There's nothing that can separate you from his love. So right now, I just want you, wherever you're at, just repeat after me. Just say, dear Jesus, I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you came to earth and that you died for my sins. So right now, I ask you to come into my heart to come into my life, to forgive me of my sins. And from this day forward, mm. 
I make you my Lord. Yes, Lord. And my Savior. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. Thank amen you. and amen. And Jesus. if you prayed that prayer yes. for the first time, just contact us. Yeah. You can email us at the ministry. We'll send you some information and what you need to do. But God loves you so much. Yeah, and we miss you guys so we much. We miss you so much. You know, I think like, uh, you know, we, we've been talking about how much just seeing your face um, just means to us. I was like, man, I'm ready. I told him the other day, I was ready. I'm ready to zoom in your house, man. We want to just like... We want to be together. We miss you. Um, we're doing the best we can to navigate what we need to do in the earth right now. But we want you to know we miss you. But we love you guys. You come Not only do you come across our mind, you come across our heart. We're praying for you and your family. And um, this has definitely been the oddest e- Easter we've ever had. Um, and definitely, I know we'll, we'll probably never have to face this again, thank the Lord. But we've been praying for the world. And I hope today, one of, my, one of my prayers today is in thinking about Resurrection Sunday, that maybe even the people that wouldn't look towards Jesus, look towards him. Because we need him. And you know, we need him greater than maybe any other season of our life. The worth needs him. So be free to maybe, maybe reach out to somebody today. Show them the love of God. Text somebody, call somebody, you know. We're, we're kind of like a little quarantine for a little bit longer here. But make sure you, you, you share the love of God. Because I'll tell you what, if there's any day that they're going to maybe look towards him, it's today. It's today. Today's the day. They might be looking. They might be watching. They might just be like, hey, where do I find some hope? Don't ever forget this. This is what, this is what the today was about. He has become our hope. But the Bible says without him in that earth, you don't have no hope. There's a hopeless generation looking for hope, and you carry it with you. He's given you the ministry of reconciliation. He's given you the ministry of love. Share the love of God and know that we love you. Our family loves you. We miss you. We can't wait to get together with you guys again soon. God bless you. And happy Resurrection Sunday from us. Happy Resurrection Sunday. To you. Now go enjoy your families, and we'll see you next week. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.